Welcome to the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight an essential oil or herb that may be used to optimize your health. Flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy and naturopathy. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome to a concurrent episode of the Female Holistic Health Apothecary and the Awakened Man. I hope you guys are doing well today. I wanted to go back to the roots of kind of in some ways both channels by by doing an episode on naturopathy. So for you guys who've kind of come on uh, due to the more red pill MGTOW stuff, originally this channel back when it started in uh, early 2017 was about naturopathy. So if you're not familiar with nat- naturopathy, as the name would suggest, it's a, it's natural ways to prevent the acquisition of diseases and also how to treat mild conditions. So the, the easiest way to, to juxtapose it would be to allopathic medicine. Allopathic medicine is, is what we would consider the, the medicine of, of the majority of doctors today, which is essentially a nine-minute visit where they give you a drug which has sometimes a therapeutic effect and many times an adverse effect as well. Whereas a naturopathic is let's clean up your sleep, let's clean up your diet, let's look at your microbiome, let's try uh, aromatherapy, let's try acupuncture, natural things. And if things those things don't work, then we, maybe we give you a drug. So today we're going to talk about natural ways to reduce your fever. Uh, this is the time of the year where people do get more fevers. It's largely due to, I mean, there's, there's a prevalence of microbes all year, uh, but in general in the winter, we're more indoors and we're getting less vitamin D. Vitamin D, of course, is one of the greatest biohacks of the immune system. We have a couple episodes here on vitamin D and it's linked to COVID deaths, for example, and weight gain, obesity, and low vitamin D levels. The large majority of Americans are deficient in vitamin D. So we are not getting enough vitamin D because we're not getting in the sun anymore. Plus, we're all indoors cooped up and um, you know we're, we're around each other. So that's why you, you tend to get more infections during the winter and also... Uh, you, we have an early episode on this too about the higher rate of divorce, alcoholism, abuse in, in January during this time because it's a bleak time of weather. Not down here in Texas, but as a whole. So a lot of you are like, well, Gregory, what's wrong with uh, treating you know, with uh, the, the classic analgesics, antipyretics, if you want to use medical terms here, uh, the classic over-the-counter stuff like acetaminophen and ibuprofen? Well, acetaminophen... Is there's nothing wrong with acetaminophen or Tylenol, as long as you don't take too much of it. It is known to be a hepatotoxin, meaning it can hurt your liver adversely, and they've actually lowered the amount that's recommended daily to take Tylenol. So that there is a problem. Also, my issue with Tylenol is I just don't think it's that effective. And same for aspirin. I'm not even going to talk about aspirin here. I think the most effective, and again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm not a doctor, but I would I would tell you that ibuprofen. Otherwise known as Motrin or Advil, it's probably the most effective pain re- pain reducer and and fever lowerer. But that too does have side effects. For example, it can lead to a higher rate of getting st- stomach ulcers. So let's talk about just some natural ways to lower your fever. You know, understand too that fever is the body's way of the brain's way of ratcheting up the temperature of your oven to kill the microbes. So fever in itself is not necessarily a bad thing. It is it is an effective tool of your immune system to kill microbes. But 
fever can get a little too high, for example, and that's that's the issue. And of course, it doesn't feel that good when you have a high fever. Take a tea break. All right, so let's look at some natural ways. Number one, and a lot of these are just common sense. Stay hydrated. We know the body's made up quite a bit of water, anywhere to 75 to 80%. So needless to say, if you're dehydrated, um, your body is taxed. It's being taxed more than than if it was hydrated. So even if you're not in the mood to drink a lot of water, drink a lot of fluids. A lot of people like soups during this time or herbal teas. Those are all fine. But drink a lot of water. Coconut water is great because it's got the electrolytes if you want to do that. But stay hydrated. It's extremely important to stay hydrated. I am not overall a big proponent of day in day out oh you got to drink 64 ounces of water or whatever your weight is divided by two i do i'm I'm more old school i'm like if you get thirsty then you drink water if you're not thirsty then you don't have to drink water right i mean it's just kind of common sense approach to that number two fast now i know this might be counterintuitive but as most of you know who are longtime listeners i fast daily since 2014 i haven't eaten breakfast since 2014 and fasting, one of the reasons I would recommend fasting is because as we eat all the time, our body is going through hormonal changes to to take in the food. For example, if you think of the, the, the hormones released by your pancreas, and it has to shunt blood away from other parts of your body, for example, your skeletal muscles and your organs, to digest this food. So if you're fasting... And I'm, not, I'm just saying do it like a daily fast, like an 18-6 or something like that. Uh, then your body can focus more on defending and defeating the microbes. So I would tell you to fast. Number three connected to that is when you are eating, don't be eating crap food. Because your body needs a biohack right now. So try to stay away from refined sugars and trans fats and junk food and try to eat a, a decent paleo diet. As some of you guys have gone to the website know that most of the recipes I have there are kind of paleo inspired because that's the way evolutionarily speaking our body has been our bodies have been adapted to consume food. So we can readily consume fish and and, and, and wild game and, and meat and nuts and produce and all these things because we've been eating it forever. What our body are not really used to are all the Franken foods the, and even even I would tell you dairy and uh, flour. You know, that's only a recent kind of uh, development in human history was the kind of domestication of the cow. That's only maybe 10% of human history we've had that. So, I would try to eat like a good soup and we'll talk about well, I guess we could talk about it now, but like a bone broth. A bone broth would be excellent. I don't know some of you maybe do 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 a bone broth but bone broth has a lot of nutrients in it and it's got all that gelatin and cartilage that's going to support your immune system and, and it's just i think it tastes great and of course you could put vegetables in it and as a whole there's been studies that show that chicken soup is really good for you so do one with some bone broth in it but definitely clean up your diet number four is going to be sleep your body needs rest because your immune system is trying to defeat an infection, so sitting around is fine. Take a nap, but that's fine. You know, as a hack, as a whole, I'm not a big fan of, of day long naps because it does affect your circadian rhythm. But when you're uh, day naps, I should say, unless it's and it's interesting. The studies on naps. Now we're going back old school. Is that you should never take more than a 30 minute nap if you're going to take a day nap because it does affect your circadian rhythm. But clearly, when you're sick, it's okay to sleep. Number five, drink some herbal teas. 
Um, I know some of you guys, well, that's for girls. Uh, well, I drink teas all the time. I'm drinking a tea right now. I'm drinking a, a grain right now. But the herbals I tend to drink, I, I don't have like the super specific ones. I tend to have in my little wooden box, I'll have like mint and cinnamon and chamomile. But when you're sick, you want to you wanna drink those that biohack your immune system. So this is going to be like elderflower, yarrow, white willow bark, echinacea, lemon balm, for example. I would throw in some lemon juice to get that vitamin C, which of course is a great antioxidant fight. Get some... Uh, vitamin C in you. I mean, uh, vitamin C, I have an episode on this, but vitamin C is one of the pills I've been taking 20 years. I mean, the, the, we have an episode on Linus Pauling and his research on vi- high-dose vitamin C and cancer and heart attacks and so forth, but we don't have time for that. What else can you do? That's not necessarily tea-related, but you can boost your immune system by doing other things. Like I mentioned, echinacea, vitamin C. Typically with vitamin C, uh, it is water-soluble. So I would not, first of all, do not be taking any of the uh, emergency and all those disgusting powders because those powders, what else do they have? Look at the back. Aspartame. We have an episode on aspartame and food dyes. We have an episode on food dyes. So just take the pills, but it's water soluble. So if you take too much at one point, your body is going to pee out what it doesn't need. So I would, as a daily prophylactic, I do 500 milligrams like every four hours. But uh, when you're sick, I mean, you can certainly, certainly, there's no harm in taking large amounts of vitamin C, large amounts. I mean, five grams for example if you want to do that but i would pace it throughout the day because your body's going to pee out the excess but you can definitely do that colloidal silver is another good thing to help your immune system what else you can do an epsom bath you know that magnesium connected to this if you didn't have a fever we have an interview that my ex-partner and i kate did of interviewing a guy who ran a um a float therapy place. Some of you guys might be familiar with float therapy, float tanks, sensory deprivation tanks. We have an interview. You probably go back to about episode ooh, 80. And we interview a guy and talk about the benefits of floating. But Epsom salts, of course, use magnesium, which is the same thing they put in float tanks. And Epsom baths can take toxins out of your body. So there you would do maybe like two cups of Epsom salts to a warm bath and just soak in there for about 15 minutes. For those of you who have a bathtub. Another thing I would do, number seven, is apple cider vinegar, ACV. I love ACV. I used to do shots of ACV, not even diluted. (laughs) I just take shots. I don't do that anymore. ACV is great for your body. I I do put it on my psoriasis. I have a little psoriasis on my my ankle, my lateral ankle. So I put it there. And there's just tons of of purposes, tons of indications, as they would say, for apple cider vinegar. Uh, But it's been used by like Ayurvedic medicine for for a long time. thousand years same for warm lemon water they've been doing that for a long time but you could put a little acv in a warm bath you can dilute it and drink it if you want to you could put on your forehead tummy whatever you like number eight is going to be essential oils so there are some good essential oils that biohack your immune system as some of you guys know who've been listening to this feed for years this used to be the essential oils and herbal apothecary my former partner kate did the first four episodes. If you go back to episodes one through four, you'll actually hear her voice. And then after we broke up, I took over and did the uh, the next 55 essential oil episodes before we branched out and did more female holistic health. But there's some oils that would be good for reducing your fever and getting you back in shape. Lavender, thyme, 
rosemary, eucalyptus, sage. Um, these are all good ideas. You can either diffuse them if you have a really good diffuser. Or you can just put some, some like, for example, a few drops of lavender oil in some cool water on a washcloth and put it on your forehead. Um, you can dilute it in some peppermint oil or coconut oil and rub it on the back of your feet or on the back of your neck. Um, for those of you who like homeopathy, and look, I, I love naturopathy. I mean, hence the, the name of my website, Naturopathic Earth. If you like homeopathy, there are some things you can do with homeopathy. So if, I know homeopathy is probably not as common or well-known as maybe essential oils because of doTERRA and Young Living and, and how they made inroads with so many stay-at-home moms. But belladonna, aconite, nux vomaca, pulsatilla, these are some of the good homeopathic remedies if you want to try that if you have some homeopathy at home. Uh, what else? You can do wet sock treatment. I know it's kind of weird, but this has helped people before. You want to get a warm, you want to warm your feet in a warm bath or shower and dry them completely. Then right before you go to bed, you put on them pair of cotton socks in cold water, wring them out and slip them on and cover them with a pair of dry wool socks. So you got the wet socks and then you put the dry wool socks and the wet socks should be warm and dry in the morning. If you wake up at the middle of the night and the socks are already dry, repeat before going back to sleep. So these are some things that you can do. Clearly, if you have a very high fever for a long time, you should go and get that treated by a doctor. Uh, so if you have a fever that persists for several days, if you're really dehydrated, you can check your pulse because if your pulse is higher than 100 beats per minute consistently, that's that's a sign of tachycardia and that you're dehydrated. So you definitely want to do that if you have trouble breathing and all these things. But I think most of you guys know if you have like, like a very high fever. And of course... Non-naturopathic ways to treat a high fever is, is the good old-fashioned uh, cold bath, cold shower. So, of course, you can do that as well. That, that, I, I didn't bring that up earlier because that's just kind of, kind of common sense. Most people know you could do a ice bath, ice shower. Uh, but these are just some suggestions, so try them out. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. it only take you five seconds. If you have an Apple product, you can only do it if you have an Apple product. I would appreciate that. Also... There's two links in the episode notes. One's for Naturopathic Earth, the website. So check out all the things. I have a lot of articles about holistic health. And, of course, all the the podcast episodes are over there as well. And also there's a link for PayPal if you want to make a donation of defray the cost of hosting this on a server. And lastly, please subscribe and follow to the three feeds, the female holistic health apothecary, confessions of an obese child, and the awakened man. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes, our Facebook page at Holistic Health News, and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth, let food be thine medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time.